Teacher, what star is that? To my L.A. posse, to my L.A. posse, get the gat, get the gat, get the gat. To my Oak Town posse, to my Oak Town posse, get the gat, get the gat, get the gat. Come on. Stop playing. You ain't heard that, Jay Electronica. You really trying to tell me you ain't heard that? Slipping. Thank you for listening to FarsideTV.com. You are locked in to Side Life Radio. And as always, I am your host, Adisa the Bishop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zato Ichi, 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 a.k.a. The South Bay Shogun, a.k.a. The Iron Hook Assassin, 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 a.k.a. The Black Cortez Killer. Ain't nobody triller than me, homeboys and girls. Bishop Chronicles is the world's first and only podcast giving you the West Coast perspectives on hip-hop, MMA, and health and fitness trends. Ain't nobody out there lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like a decent of Bishop fool so you can be down now or you can bow down later because the West Coast OGs, we stay greater. You understand me? You understand me? Hey, for real, for real. The world is going nuts. So thank you for tuning in today. Truly, I am bowing. Thank you. There's so many other things you could be doing with your day, with your world, with your time right now. So I appreciate you, Mike. Yeah, Mike appreciates you too. That's my boy, Mike Rome. If you ain't knowing, he the producer of this. You know what I'm saying? This Farside TV, we out here making it happen, man. But we grateful. If this is your first time listening, understand that this may not be the best thing. But it show enough is the West thing. But it show enough is the West thing. But it show enough, show enough, show enough, show enough, show enough is the West thing. Thanks. For real though, the show is not for everybody, but we hope it's for you. And at this moment, I want to tell you, please subscribe on. Spotify, iTunes, Mixcloud, or Libsyn. And now, the one time, YouTube. Everybody been like, yo, man, y'all on y'all on YouTube, man? And I've been like, nah, not yet, man. We over here trying to figure it out. Man, when y'all get on YouTube? Guess what? That time is now. Go to YouTube right now. I hope you're listening on YouTube. Listen, subscribe on YouTube, please. Yo, it's taking a minute, you know what I mean? But we out here, you know what I mean? It's been a long time. But the bit the rock camp, you know what I'm talking about. And then after you subscribe, take the link, any link from any show, and pass it on to somebody. Right? Just one person. Just one person that you think will feel it. You know what I mean? Again, it could be that Half Gracie show. It could be that Eddie Bravo. You know what I'm saying? It could be that RZA. <sighs> I got so much good feedback, huh? You ain't heard me and RZA talking to young people in juvenile hall during the Ferguson uprising, huh? That's exclusive audio, boy. You can't get that anywhere, you know what I mean? Stop playing. Pass it on. And you know what? I got one more favor to ask. I don't care whether you listen on iTunes. I don't care whether you listen on Spotify, whatever. Screenshot it, you know what I mean? Tag me 
and throw it in your stories at Real Hip Hop Chess or at Bishop Chronicles. All right. Let people know that you're listening and where you're getting your knowledge on. You know what I'm saying? Don't be selfish. Pass it on. There's too many ignorant people out there. You think I'm lying? Look to your right. <laughs> look at that dude. He is dumb. But look, if, if we don't help him, who will? Look, look the other direction. Do you see her? <laughs> she needs your help. She needs our help. Text her. You know what I mean? Be like, you need Bishop Chronicles because I care. And now real quick, man, you know, this has been a tough year for me dealing with death and I have to shout somebody out right now. Quick shout out to my homie, Young Dolph. You know what I'm saying? The real Young Dolph. You can catch his IG at the underscore real underscore Young Dolph. Young bro, bro. Rest in peace to my young partner, man. Rest in peace, you know what I'm saying? Back when I used to be a security guard at John O'Connell High School, me, G, Bev, Leo, and uh, the homie Young Dolph used to just be <laughs> clowning. But Young Dolph, could he could cap. He could clown fools hella hard. But for those that don't know, I'm an OG roaster, and I will flame thee into humiliated states that you do not emerge from. I will roast you, bro. Have a seat. Blood, me and Young Dolph used to have these crazy roast sessions on Fridays on the corner right by the El Faro right there on 19th and Folsom. You know what I'm saying? When school let out. And uh, he was a great dude. So I'm not really sure what happened. I'll tell you what I heard. So my G Young Dolph, right? Like, it's my understanding that, you know what I'm saying? He, 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 he was approached by the police in San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Lakeview. Shout out to all the homies in Lakeview. You know what I'm saying? Capital. It's where my grandmama stayed, boo. I love Lakeview. Anyway. Police approached him. And my young partner juked these fools, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Ah, ah, cut left, cut right. Ooh, bobbing weed, fool. Which is hilarious because, dude, Dolph is like, gotta be 260. Juke these police, bruh. Get off me, you know what I'm saying? And so he juked them and they couldn't catch this fool. I can't even imagine like how this fool bobbed and weaved him, but he did it, right? But again, my partner was overweight, you know what I mean? So um after juking him and laying low in the cuts, you know what I'm saying? He was tucked off. They couldn't get this fool. And he went home and um Something happened in his sleep. I'm not sure if it was a stroke or if it was a heart attack, but you know what I mean? Young dude died, bro. He had to be like 24, 25. That was my little partner, bro. I, I miss you so much, bro. Um, and I'm sorry that you died like this, bro. It, it's, it's not cool. My little homie was the dopest, but you know what I mean? Like, I really hate that uh, he passed away like this. Like, I got so many memories. Like, I could tell y'all some hilarious stories, bruh, from like O'Connell High, bruh, from just like crazy street stuff me and him saw or whatever. But what I'm going to tell you is that um, like my little homie died free. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm not going to get into a whole racial thing, but like, and I'm not even saying my little dude was, was guilty or innocent right now. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, he was, he was, he was out there and there's some things that I probably don't approve of now and again. But what I'm telling you is that 
my little homie died free, runaway slave style. And that may not mean nothing to you, but if you got incarcerated young homies, if your family had never been locked down, especially when it's unjust, and I'm not saying it was or it wasn't, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I still don't even understand everything that happened to my young player, but what I'm saying, blood, is I'm glad you juked him, bruh. Like, I wish I could hear you tell that story. That's what makes me smile. Ever since I heard it, you know, and I lost, like, three people already this year, you know what I'm saying? Um, I laughed. Not because I was laughing at his passing, but I know my little partner was not playing, bro. Like, he stayed free, bro. Like, get off me, bro. You know what I'm saying? So in my heart and my head, he's up there with a runaway slave, bro. He was not getting caught slipping, bro. He was out. He was 5,000. He was ghosting these fools, bro. And I'm proud of you, bro. I'm sorry you died that way, but I'm proud of you and I love you, man. And for the record, I am tired of shouting out dead homies. However, it's Corona time, Holmes. It's really crazy. And who knows what this year is going to bring. So we got to be strong. You know what I mean? And this is why we do heartbeat props, which is what we're going into. Heartbeat props is where you shout out people who impact you in a positive way. You know what I'm saying? And, um... These are people who are on IG, unless otherwise noted. First shout out goes to, wait, why do we do heartbeat props? Because we don't want to wait until people are dead to let them know that we care about them. Let them know that they matter. So first goes to jamiemadeline.edwards. jamiemadeline.edwards up in Sacramento. From Sactown, the Bay Area, and back down. Callie is with it. You know what it is. Come on, man. Tupac forever. Anyway, what I'm saying is jamiemadeline.edwards, all right, um, at in front of all of that, um, does a lot of amazing things for young women, black women, all women, and she posts a lot of positive stuff, you know, about her own life, her own trajectory, her her, her journey, you know what I'm saying, and... Um, the stuff she posts is very inspiring. So thank you. Next up, at Lady Namastizzle. N-A-M-A-S-T-I-Z-Z-L-E. Lady underscore Namastizzle. She is a young woman who's doing yoga. And she is a, a fantastic student of it. And she, you know... Um, is really trying to be proactive and bringing more black women into the yoga space. I've been doing yoga since like 2000 and I ain't no Swami or nothing, but I do Hatha yoga. And, you know, I think it's important that more African-Americans learn yoga, more Americans period need to learn yoga. And so lady underscore Namastizzle, you post some great things that inspire me. And so I wanted to thank you for that inspiration. Next up, the comedian Hilarious Roaster. Now, I cannot roast like this dude. I hope I never actually get roasted by this dude because he got bars. Uh, Kobe Loading 2.0. At Kobe Loading 2.0. 
Bruz already had some pretty fresh viral memes and he is hilarious and he makes these really silly videos. You know what I'm saying? He's up in Sac too. Um, and so, you know, shout out to Sacktown. Y'all got some skills up there. Y'all got some hilarious and some giving and some caring people up there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Sacramento. Still too hot for me though. <laughs> I'm going to stay lower in the bay. You know what I'm saying? I need that breeze. I need that ocean. But Kobe loading 2.0, bruh. You hella raw. You know what I'm saying? If you if you like comedy, if you like to laugh, you need to hit him up. And then finally, at they underscore call underscore me underscore the underscore wizard. They call me the wizard, but all underscores. He is um, a, a CrossFit coach and a strength and fitness trainer over there in uh, the Oakland, Berkeley area. And you need to peep him. He posts a lot of stuff. I have watched this dude lose a lot of weight, yoke up get to a point where he's teaching others it's hell of inspirational hella cool dude and he has a cool dog you know what i'm saying so yeah check him out they call me the wizard with underscores between each right and that's my heartbeat props you know what i'm saying i want you to take a minute to call three people and for five minutes you call them you tell them not only that you care about them but what they've done to keep you motivated you know what i mean that's a big deal we do that every show Unless it's a special exclusive, we do it every show because you don't want to wait until people pass away to let them know that you cared, especially in these times. Don't waste it. Let people know. Don't assume nothing. And now it's time for the West Side Word of the Week, where we teach you how to come out here and kick it on the West and sound like somebody who really from this soil. We teach you how to marinate and speak with some of that extra flair, you know what I'm saying? West Side Word of the Week, popping the most. That's some old school West Coast Bay stuff. I don't even know if they say that in L.A. Do they say that in L.A.? I don't think they do. Let me give you an example. It's Monday and you're standing at the water cooler trying to get that little paper cup filled. You're talking to Jerry by the water cooler. But you don't call him Jerry when you're over there. You call him Jay Boogie. Because that's your boy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's up, Jay Boogie, man? What'd you do this weekend, fool? Oh, you know what it is, player. I was just out there wildin'. Wildin' for real, homie? Dog, you know me. You know what I'm saying? We was out over there on Hermosa Beach chillin'. Jay Boogie, dog, you was at the beach, man? I thought it was cold this weekend. It was, but that was only when the sun went down, fool. From like, I don't know, like 1 o'clock to like 6, fool. It was poppin' the most. What that means is that the party was lit. And at the beach, they probably had a little bonfire. Somebody had a boom box, you know what I'm saying? Had that little, had that little, that little, that little wireless speaker dog, you know what I'm talking about? And was slapping something from Farside TV hella loud, you hear me? So then you'd be like, word, it was popping the most. And he looks you dead in your eyes, holds the cup as he crushes it. Dog. The most. And now you've got your West Side Word of the Week. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying, if you're talking to a real OG, like when I'm talking to my cousin Steve, he'd be like, hey, blood, how was it? I'd be like, how was it, fool? The most. He'd be like, the most, the most, fool. It was off the chain. And from there, we get into the chess and life strategy of the day. First of all, don't forget to get Bobby Bruce and the Bronx on Kindle or paperback because you got time to read. 
it's corona up in this bi you better get involved and get some new knowledge bobby bruce in the bronx the secrets of hip-hop chess available right now on amazon you better get a book fool you ain't going nowhere and for real if you ain't gonna get the book for you dog you need to get it for somebody you love get it for your little cousin you know he need it besides i saw your niece was out there fighting in juvenile halls last week she need a book i would have bought her one but i was all i was fresh out hook her up for real chess and life strategies is a real thing and you need it in these times look what does strategy mean hmm strategy means it comes from the latin root word strategos means leader of the army if you slipping if someone you love is slipping, they are not leading. They are not leading. All right? Help your kids. Help the ones you love. Help your friends. Help your man. Help your wife. Be a leader. Learn chess. Teach it with friends. Play it with friends. Okay? The chess and life strategy of the day is this. When people start playing chess, a lot of times they, they'll like move the pieces on the far left or the far right side. When the game begins, go to the center. Go to the center. If you watch boxing, right? If you think with me, think with me. If you have to fight somebody in a ring, where's the safest place for you to be? Where's the safest place? The safest place is in the center. Where do you see people get knocked out 99% of the time? On the ropes, in the corner. When you checkmate somebody, right, where is their king normally? On the side, right, pinned down. Okay, so if you look at the UFC, what do they tell you? Whoever is controlling the center of the octagon is the winner. So don't ever let me see you out there walking around in a chess game, moving your pawn on the far right or your pawn on the far left. I don't want to see that. I want to see the pawn that's in front of the king, pawn that's in front of the queen, go out to the center. When you bring your knights out, you put your knights toward the center. Bishops reinforce toward the center. Look up Fianchetto. Helps you reinforce the center. Okay, so what are you telling me then, Dees? Blood, are you not listening? I just told you to go toward the center. And that means psychologically, you need to step into what you know you want and speak it and act that way. Right? Step into the whole of your real being. If someone at work asks you what you think, Say it respectfully, but say what your perspective is. Step into that truth. If you're talking with someone you love about someone delicate, something delicate, rather, step into your truth. Don't hide who you are. The people that love you are going to love you regardless, even when stuff is difficult. This is a hard thing. If you in contract negotiations, be clear about what you want. And know why you want what you want. Step into the center of the ring. Step to the center of the chessboard. Step into the center of your own life. Because right now, especially in these crazy times, get what you want. Do what you want. Live as you want. 
for the better, not to go out wild and whatever. Step into the center of being your best self. And now it is time for the new haiku of the week. Every week I do a Japanese poem called a haiku. It is made up of three lines. Five syllables is the first line. The second syllable is seven. And the third line is five syllables. So it's five, seven, five. Haikus do not have to rhyme. They just have to fit in terms of the, the symbols. I mean symbols, syllables. It's getting late. That's not true. I'm just not sleeping. I've been sleeping great lately. But then I took a nap today. So I normally dedicate, you know, there's a dedication, right, of, of my haikus. Um, I have a book coming out, A Dead Man's Diary. Man, y'all ain't ready for this book. I got a dead man's poetry. Hmm? Half the book is a dead man's poetry. It's all haikus themed out, thematically outlined. Devastating, devastator. Anyway, here's what I'm saying. Here goes my haiku. Um, this is dedicated to the coronavirus. I'm dedicating it to the virus. I need war drums. I know this is a Japanese poem, but Mike, I need African drums that sound warlike. You know? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Haikus do not have to rhyme. Most of these, if you ever heard me do these haikus, most of my haikus rhyme. This one does not. Dedicated to the coronavirus. I watch you destroy. I'm still not afraid of you. Still here. Still breathing. <laughs> I'm not going out cheap. Met the mad circle on Cypress Hill because it's so steep. That's Ice Cube. Stop acting like you understand West Coast hip hop. I'm going to take that from the top again, Mike. <clears throat> Let them drums rock. Listen, listen. I watch you destroy. I'm still not afraid of you. Still here. Still breathing. West Side. That is my haiku. Yo, if you like haikus, tag me at Bishop Chronicles. You know what I'm saying? And let me see what you got, man. I love haikus. I really do. It's really kind of crazy how much I've just become obsessed with haikus. And so now we get to the fun side, to the fun side. I mean, it's really all been fun, though, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Give me a pound. Uh, uh, no pounds. Wakanda, get your ass back, fool. It's corona season. So, you know, in the last episode where I talked about London and Public Enemy and whatnot, um, what I neglected oof, is I didn't tell you about the music that I found while I was out there. Oh, my God. Listen, America has always slept on UK hip hop. I go way back when 89 was the number. Listen to me. I was in Edinburgh and I was in London Okay, and this is when Tim Westwood's show was 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 really thugged out. I had Public Enemies' Nation of Millions on cassette because I recorded it. I recorded like half the record on my boombox while I was out there, and it wasn't even really out in the states yet 
for real. Only like Bring the Noise was out. So I had it early. Um, you know, Derek B, rest in peace. Not Eric B, Derek B from London, man. You know what I mean? I was a fan. Black Radical MK2. I was a fan. Um, MC Mel O never got his props. He had the beat that DOS Effects used first. He had it first. Total Eclipse of the Art. Hmm? Go look that up. MC Mel O, two L's. He raw. My point is, we've always slept on it. But let me tell you right now, we, we gonna stop sleeping. Get on Spotify, bruh, or YouTube or whatever, and pull up Ebenezer. Horrible name for an artist, right? Ebenezer. Sound like somebody's old-ass uncle for no reason. But Ebenezer is raw. Listen to what I'm saying. Ebenezer, you're looking up South of France, banger. Stats and with all your faults. Ebenezer, South of France, Stats, and the other song is called With All Your Faults. Oh, my God. If you listen to Ebenezer and you tell me he ain't better than Drake, you are based out, cracked out. I can't hear you. I am going to put a disclaimer. He's not dropping any knowledge. He's not super political. But he making bangers. The other one I got to shout out is Coltrane. And we're not talking about the horn player, player. Coltrane. But the E in Coltrane, the first E is the number three. Yo, Coltrane is dope. I want you to, like, there's a lot of songs I could shout out for this dude. But Coltrane uh, has a song called Rendezvous with a woman named Mira May. M-I-R-R-A. Mira May. The song is called Rendezvous. Oh, my God. I keep that on repeat. That song is live. All right. Um, Rendezvous. I know y'all don't know how to spell, so don't worry about it because uh, I can't spell either. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to clown you. You know, let's just be honest about our weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is a safe space. Do you feel it's safe, ma'am? Sir, up front. OK, good. Rendezvous. R-E-N-D-E-Z-V-O-U-S. Woo. Dude, hey, Ebenezer and Coltrane, they messing with Drake. They messing with Drake. I'm not playing. And don't, oh, Drake is trash, bro. I, I know you, yeah, I thought you liked the rap. Shut up, blood. Drake is raw. I don't care what you're talking about. Drake is raw. Anyway, um, say, <sighs> Drake is raw, bro. Anyway, now. On the on 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 the woman side of the mic, Stefan Don, Stefan Don, yo, she has hella bars, she has hella flow. Stefan really, if she was in America, for real, she'd be one of the people running the game. There's no question, she's absolutely being slept on. Steph Don, you can almost pick up any track that you find from her. Last year, she put out a really dope uh, album uh, that I really loved. Um, come on, man. Pretty Girl, What You Want, 
got Future on it. Uh, 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 favorite Girl. My jam. Hurting Me, the remix with Sizzla on it. Come on. She got a track called Both Ways. What You Want. I mean, like, hard. She flows. Stop playing. Do not sleep on the UK London scene. Period. Bars. Raining. She even got a track she put out called Boasty with Idris Elba. Who has corona right now? Crazy. So shout out to all the UK artists in hip-hop and R&B because they raw and they need more support from the American squad. So I'm telling y'all, stop fronting. Listen to the artists I just told you about, and I bet you I'm not wrong. I bet you you're going to tell me, yeah, they hella dope. I bet you you start like uh, 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 putting them on your playlist and, and, and playing them at the party. And fool's going to be like, yo, what that is? And you'd be like, man, you ain't up on the UK, fool. I got this from my boy Adiz, fool, because it's popping the most. Finally, I want to give a shout out to uh, a really dope old school hip hop dude from the town. His name is James Excel. E-K-S-E-L. James E-K-S-E-L. James Excel, man. This dude is a dope MC. He he really kind of paved the way for a lot of like rock, rap, punk related, like dark stuff in hip hop. And he has a whole new um a whole new set that's on Bandcamp right now. The Anatomy Instrumentals, a retrospective from 2000 to 2020. This dude has never stopped making music. He has never stopped representing the town. He has never stopped being an OG. I met him at Laney College way back. I'm talking about Laney College when Boots was there. I'm talking about Laney College when you would see Sway up there all the time. I'm talking about when you would see Hyro, when you would see Living Legends. I'm talking about that era. That's where James Excel is from. You need to listen to him. Go to Bandcamp. Do it. Town biz. So people be like, yo, Deese, yo, Deese, what are you watching right now? Man, you know my partner called me the other day talking about, yo, you see Contagion? I was like, no. You you need to watch Contagion. I'm like, blood. That is like finding out that vampires are real and then watching the vampire diaries. No. 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 I ain't watching. Let me tell you right now, in the era of coronavirus, uh, I'm not watching hella news. I watch news for about an hour a day, maybe an hour and a half. I just want to know what the numbers are, what the body count is. I hope y'all taking this serious and not being on some, yo, this is all from uh, media hype, bruh. Media hype ain't killed all those people in China. Media hype ain't taken out a lot of the elderly in Italy. Media hype ain't shut down Spain. Media hype ain't breaking out all across the UK. Media hype ain't taking over France. Coronavirus is. Come on, man. So I'm really just watching cartoons. You know how I roll, don't you? Teen Titans Go. Gumball. Looney Tunes. The new Looney Tunes. And South Park. A little bit of Family Guy, a little bit of American Dad sprinkled in between. I stay with cartoons because I think about hardcore, dark, serious stuff most of my life. I need that release. That's how I get it. You know, one of the things in these times I think it's important to do is read and be out of the real world. And so while I normally read a lot, as you know, about Sufism, about stoicism, uh, philosophy and samurai culture and 
warrior and military strategy. I've really been letting go with a really dope um, comic based out of uh, Canada. And it's called Project Impact. Project Impact. It was a really dope comic. And um, it's put out by Alan Rousset, Stefan Peterson, and Gary Scott Beatty. And, um, man, it's really dope and inspirational. It's a superhero comic. And this is a time where we need superheroes, a diverse squad of dope people, you know, and they're, 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 they're superhuman, though, meaning that they are human. The guy I, I connect with the most is called Recap. He's a, um, he's a black dude, and he can experience what someone or something has gone through just by touching it. Some of y'all know I'm an empath, so I relate. This is a dope comic. Shout out to Alan and the entire team. You need to get this comic. And always know that if I tell you to get something on this show, it's because I really believe in it. I never just be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Never. Even if you don't rock with it, I rock with it. Project Impact, I rock with it. If you're in the comic world or if you're not and you just want to get a good escape, that's where you need to go. And so now I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do a new a new thing. Right. We call it. Hood history books. Hood history books where I tell real ancient history, world history in a hood way. I'm about to talk to you guys about the Antonine Plague, also known as the Plague of Galen. The Antonine Plague, also known as the Plague of Galen, lasted from 165 A.D. to 180 A.D. So gather round. So the plague of Galen, you know, it 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 came in 165 AD, right? And so basically Rome was running into Parthia, you know what I mean, fool? Rome was running into Parthia. And so these dudes was was chilling at Parthia was like northern Iran, you know what I mean? Northern Iran. They had about like half a million Jews, Christians, and Syrians all over there, and they did a lot of trading. So there was a young general player by the name of Avidius Cassius, and he ran into that city, bruh, and he started mobbing. His crew started just knocking fools out, right? Bing, bang, boom, bang, bing, knocking fools out. So they come to this one area, and it's where the god Apollo, the statue of their god Apollo is in there, right? So they kick the door in. Bam! What's up, fool? We in here, bro. Where that statue at? You know what I mean? So they start yanking on it. You know what I'm saying? Put the chains around it. Get the get the chariots. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh. Boom! The thing falls. They like fool. We getting ready to take this back to Rome and start clowning everybody, showing them how we do out here, Rome. Anyway, right before they get ready to dip, one of the soldiers recognizes there's a crack in the wall. A word. They look at that crack. And they kind of look through, a little eyeball up through there, you know what I'm saying? One of the soldiers like, fool, this is a hidden chamber. We fins to get paid. We fins to get paid. Let's break this wall down, bro. They trying to hide the real treasure from us. So they crack the wall open. Look out, fool. We here. I thought we told y'all. Wrong, fool. Bruh. They pop open the area and like apparently um, instead of gold and treasures, there was like vapors and crazy smells and it was military warfare biological warfare 
They drag the statue back to Rome. Have a big parade. You know what I mean? Everybody out there gigging in the streets like, uh, 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 uh. But guess what the reality is? They brought disease back to Rome. When you look at Stoic philosophy, a lot of it is around death. You look at the stuff from Seneca. You look at the stuff from Marcus Aurelius. A lot of it deals with death. And that's because the Antonine Plague almost destroyed Rome. A lot of people died. Is a situation where the doctor showed up like, I will fix this for you guys. And next week, the doctor is dead. A lot of people who said they knew what was going on didn't. A lot of people who said they had cures didn't. And because people really didn't get it, it lasted a while. Longer than anybody thought it would. Definitely longer than it should. It's called the Plague of Galen because Galen was the one that that described it. Some people think it was smallpox. Thank you for listening to my hood history. On the Antonine Plague, 165 to 180 AD. Understand that what I'm about to tell you and share with you is coming through the lens of Stoic philosophy. Stoic philosophy was made popular by the Greeks and the Romans. Um, If you want to know more about Stoic philosophy, you should read a book called How to Be a Stoic. Actually, yeah, that's by... uh, a guy named Massimo Pigliucci. Um, But you might want to start with something a little easier to help you get your head and your hands around the concepts. And that is going to be from a guy named Ryan Holiday. And um, the book is called The Obstacle as the Way. And that's on YouTube. And you can just play that and listen to it. Okay. Stoic philosophy is a series of mental exercises that will help you See through the emotion, not to erase emotion and not to pretend that emotions don't exist, but to basically do what you need to do, the best thing that you could do in that moment for yourself and for other people. That's what stoicism guides you towards. Look up names like Seneca. Look up people like Marcus Aurelius. Look up people like Epictetus. Okay. Do this on YouTube. You don't even have to, you know what I'm saying? There's a guy named Donald Robertson. He wrote a book called How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. I haven't bought his book, but I did go to his website and I took a class on Stoic philosophy. Right now, I hope you realize whatever got you to this moment in this earth, in this world right now, you need more. You need to be mentally sharper. You need to be physically fit. You need to be focused. You need to be clear on what you want, right? Don't be one of these people cowering and rocking in the corner because of the shelters in place. Don't sit around crying because you can't go to work right now. I don't like it either. But you know what? Now you get to work out and stop making excuses about how you never have time to get to the gym. And you don't even need a gym. That's the truth. Now is the time for you to start that business that you said you wanted to start. Now is the time for you to go to edX online, edcapitalx.edu, sign up for free classes on whatever you say you want to learn. Okay? 
This is the time for all of that. This is the time to build your YouTube channel. This is the time to outline your path to new education and do it. I know if you guys see me on my IG page at Bishop Chronicles, you see sometimes I run this path. It's a mountain. It's called Mount Aurelius. And um, I run it often and it's hard every time. I know you'd be seeing me smiling at the top, but it is hard every single time. Well, you know what I'm saying? Um, because I got sick when I got back from uh, London. Um, and before that, remember, I had caught the MRSA because my immune system is low. Right. I was like, damn, I got to go run. I got to go get my strength training back on. And when I ran, I felt ugly, out of breath, clumsy, unattractive. I was asking myself why I'm doing it. A lot of old childhood traumas because I was hella small and scrawny start popping up. And I just kept going and I kept going and I kept going. And I felt great when I was done. That's what stoicism is. Pushing when you don't feel like pushing. Doing it to the best of your ability when you feel like doing nothing. When you feel like stopping. When you feel like quitting. The stoic's going to keep going. The next day I had to do strength training. Oh. I felt worse than I did when I ran the day before. But when I was done, I felt better. And the next day when I worked out, I did more. And I didn't feel as clumsy. And I didn't feel unattractive. And I didn't feel ugly. I didn't feel weak. And we all feel these things. We all feel them. But you don't have to embrace them as your identity. And you can take steps against them. So when I talk to you about what you hear today, it has come from what I've studied between Stoicism and Sufism. Sufism is kind of like um, a mystical slash philosophical branch of Islam that I found supremely fulfilling. And there are a lot of overlaps between Sufism and Stoicism. There's a guy named Al-Ghazali. Just look him up. Amazing. There's a guy named Rumi, R-U-M-I. Jay-Z named one of his kids Rumi. Bigger than Shakespeare. Get involved. Um, the philosophies between Al-Ghazali, Rumi, and the stories of, a, of another Sufi writer named Attar, A-T-T-A-R, totally just really supercharged my understanding of myself, my potential, right? And so I'm sharing this stuff with you. So when you hear me talk like this, you may be like, what the heck is this guy talking about? I promise you it makes sense. It's coming through a stoic and Sufi lens. And believe me, if you start looking into it for yourself, not for me, if you start embodying the stuff that I'm talking about for yourself, not for your family member, not for some dude you're trying to get with, not for some chick you're hoping to seduce. If you do it to be the person at night before you close your eyes, you know you really want to be. What I'm telling you is going to help. 
And that's what Bishop Chronicles is for. It's not to help you be anybody other than your most authentic self at the highest level. And this coronavirus panic, while you don't need to panic, you need to be concerned. And while you need to be concerned and you need to respect what's happening around you, you can come out of this coronavirus drama better than you went in. Better than you went in. And so that's what we're going to talk about. How do you come out of the coronavirus drama physically, mentally, spiritually better? Skills higher because it's about to get more competition when the jobs come back. Some people's jobs are gone. So they're going to come back after the job you got or your job is gone. You got to go after somebody else's job. What skill do you have? What are you bringing to the table? What are you willing to do right now? You can improve yourself. That's what I'm working. When I finish this, I'm getting on edX. When I finish that, I'm getting on Pimsleur. When I finish that, I'll be ready to do my stoic journal, which I'm going to talk about that again. I've talked about it before. I'm going to do a thing on Instagram about stoic journaling because it's important that you document yourself and your mind in this time. It's important. We delude ourselves about how much focus we have. We delude ourselves about how serious we are about our fitness, about our education, about our job, about our business. We lie to ourselves all the time. We don't do it deliberately, but it's real. We're not going to lie to ourselves today. We're going to be honest today. We're going to take action together and we're going to win together with sincerity and consistent conviction. Let's have this conversation. And so now let's get to the real part, man. We're about to talk about, you know, how to counter the coronavirus. You know, I feel lucky. Somehow I stumbled upon the spread of corona early, really early, earlier than most of the people that I know, for real. And I saw quickly, not really based on science, because I'm in regards to, you know, like, full-blown pandemics and epidemics and whatnot. Like, I'm not, like, a, a pro. You know what I'm saying? But I noticed the pattern spreading quick, just when it was in China. And then I saw when... The Chinese government, it was really deep. If you really look at everything going down, everything changes majorly around Chinese New Year because that's when 5 million people who lived in and around Wuhan traveled around the world to celebrate Chinese New Year. And the government acknowledged that they didn't contain those 5 million, that those, those folks got out. I knew then this was going to be a pandemic. Five million, that's a lot of people, right? And look how quickly it hit every continent. By the way, everything that I'm telling you, you need to go research. Everything that I'm telling you, you need to look into. I want you to trust me. And I believe that I'm right about everything I'm about to bring to you. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. 
Once I saw that 5 million people got out of Wuhan, I knew it was going to be a problem. My job was getting ready to go do something in Thailand, and I was supposed to go. And, you know, I have a depressed immune system. So I was like, yo, I can't go. And even though I wasn't going, I watched the tracker. You should be looking at the tracker. There, there's a tracker um, on Corona. And unfortunately, I don't have the, the tracking site in front of me. Um, but you should look up the coronavirus tracker. It will show you where the disease is spreading. It'll show you what the body count is. And it is on fire. I don't care what you think about Illuminati conspiracies and I don't care what you think about um, media hype. People are actually dying everywhere. And at first it was just old people, right? And the elderly. And now what are they saying? Young people are getting it and dying from it too. You need to be taking this seriously. You need to be respecting the quarantine, because there's just not enough known about this disease. And the only thing we know is that the incubation period, the time that it takes between when you actually get it and it's in your body and the time that it really starts to impact you is 14 days. And that's why it's so deadly because people have it long before they know. Listen to me right now. <coughs> I've been coughing. Listen to a few shows back since I came back from London. I had an N95 mask with me, but there was some trouble with the belts that take the baggage. I meant to take my N95 out of my bag, and in the chaos of getting my bag properly taken to the plane, I left it in. The sickest woman on the plane, <coughs> the sickest woman on the plane sat next to me, and I was pissed because she was just coughing everywhere, and it was ridiculous. 48 hours later, I had a chest cold that I still haven't gotten rid of. And I haven't gotten rid of it in part because I don't have health insurance. 99% of the day, I don't cough. But right now, I'm coughing. Some people have suggested that I probably already had it, that this is what it is. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that my immune system isn't 100%, and I can't get rid of this cough. It's literally been a month, more than a month at this point that I've had this cough. When I talk to you about countering the coronavirus, what I want to let you know is that, in all honesty, you can't. You cannot counter the coronavirus. This thing is here. It is real. In California, it's shutting stuff down. In your state, it's shutting stuff down. A lot of people are not making it right now. And to be honest, over time, depending on how this thing morphs or whatever, you know, I may not make it. I don't know what's going on. I know the college where my kids go, supposedly some people had corona. And, you know, for some reason, they're not testing my, my, my son and my daughter. And the general belief is that they don't have the tests and they can't test them. But, you know, I know my, my son has been pretty sick. 
And plus, there's all this extra panic because, you know, anytime you get sick, anytime you got the sniffles, anytime you cough, it's a problem. I've been wearing masks for several weeks. You can see it on at Bishop Chronicles. You can see me wearing masks on bar trains because they don't clean them. I'm not surprised that Mayor London Breed declared a state of emergency because she knows how dirty the city is. I think it was like the World Health Organization or somebody said the UN said that San Francisco was one of the dirtiest cities in the world. And that's not her fault. She inherited a dirty city from other mayors that didn't make it a priority. But see, when you have a dirty city in the middle of a pandemic, it gets crazy. And that's why I applaud her for doing the shelter in place quickly and declaring a state of emergency early. People thought she was tripping when she did it. She was not tripping. She was a leader. That's a strategic woman. Okay, so you can't counter the coronavirus. Then what are you saying, Adisa, bro? Here's what I'm saying. I just talked to you about the Antonine Plague, 15 years. This is a long game. Don't think that this is going to be something that just lasts a couple months. We're on fire right now. By the time you hear this podcast, a lot of more people may be dead. You know, some of them might be people that you love. Many of them will be people that you at least know. All right. And I want to say right now to, to, you know, our president, you know, he's been really disrespectful to the Chinese people. He's been really disrespectful to Asian Americans in general. He's absolutely someone in my head and heart who is, is a bona fide racist. He is absolutely racist. And I don't care how many black preachers kick it with him. I don't care if Kanye West does a remix with this fool. This president is racist by his actions. I don't care about nothing else you hear or want to vibe on this dude on. When he's calling it the China virus or the Chinese virus, they got people out here in the Bay, Chinese people who are being assaulted, who are being verbally disrespected, and it is not right. And if you are one of those people, I don't care what race you are, you need to shut the hell up. This is not funny. This is a pandemic. All right? It's not a joke. Right? So, you know, a few years ago was what? Ebola, right? If you black and and, and you remember Ebola, if people was treating you and disrespecting you hella crazy because of Ebola, bro, you would be hot and you would you would be right to be upset, man. So to the Chinese people, I'm telling you, I'm with you, and I'm sorry that you have been disrespected by anybody, but especially this president and the people that support him in that way. I also want to take a moment to say, in the middle of all of this, we have forgotten the millions of Muslims who have been on lockdown in China, on concentration camps, being quote-unquote reprogrammed, raped, assaulted, and killed. It's my theory that a lot of them are probably dead of corona already. We know the Chinese government has been harvesting organs from a lot of these Chinese Muslims. Yeah, they got Chinese Muslims, a lot of them. I've talked about this repeatedly on Bishop Chronicles, and I will not stop. But I'm trying to tell you quickly, America could be worse than Italy. America could be worse than Spain. America could be worse than China really quick if we don't handle this. But when I say handle, I don't mean controlling the virus. I don't mean even countering the virus. What I'm saying is that we are in chaotic times. But the reality of chaos, 
is that if you observe it properly, there's a pattern. Chaos is more often than not an illusion. And if you can step away from the fear, respect this disease, keep your hands clean, shower, don't be uh, hanging out with fools and, and passing blunts, right? And shaking hands and hugging fools right now. We need to shelter in place, okay? But if you look at the chaos, excuse me, if you look at the chaos, there are always patterns in the chaos. And if you can find the patterns, you can find the best actions to take. And if you find the best actions to take in the middle of that chaos, you can find your peace. Once you find your peace, you stay rooted in that. The Chinese symbol for crisis is also the same symbol for opportunity. This is an opportunity for humanity to reintroduce itself to each other. Nationalism is a joke. Nationalism is an illusion. Am I saying that you're not black? Am I saying that you're not German? Am I saying that you're not Arab? Am I saying that you're not Nigerian? No. But you should never be so Nigerian or German or Irish or Australian or Aborigine that you deny the humanity of the other. Find the pattern in the chaos. Beyond that, this is the time when the compassion that you say you carry in your heart, this is the time when the patience that you say you hope other people have, this is the time to exercise that. This is the time when you exercise the love for the people you say you love. And this is the time, look in the mirror, when your self-love will be revealed or you will betray it. I don't know how you see America, but you know what? I feel like a lot of the American ideals and all of that stuff that they be popping about and make America great, them kind of people, listen, all of that is an illusion that's paid for by money. Now look at the markets. Look at your job. Look at you at home right now. I don't care what you do, whether you work for a tech company, you're a teacher like me, right? You work in the mall. You work at a college, everybody's sitting still. The economy is tanking. People are saying we're going to switch from a recession real quick into a depression. And let me just keep it 1,000. I don't even like to speak on this because I'm afraid because I believe in the power of the spoken word. America right now, we cannot afford any kind of natural disaster. They just had an a, a, a earthquake in Utah. Can you imagine if the bay gets hit with an earthquake and people got to come save and dig people out in a corona time? This is bad. Can you imagine if another hurricane hits Louisiana? Can you imagine if in the summer we get big fires out here like we had two years ago? And displacement makes people who are infected have to be around each other because it's too, the fire's too big or the quake was too heavy. And people got to move. You got to be honest right now. You need to be smart. But this is when the compassion comes in. This is when we have to find out what our country is made of. I think we are a mentally, physically, spiritually soft people in America. We haven't had a hard situation in a long time economically. 
in a long time. When I see old people slap boxing over toilet paper and I see young people trying to prey on the old people so they can get something, it tells me that we're way off base as a nation. And we haven't even ran out of our first round of supplies yet. What do you think them $1,000 checks are? That's not just watching a Republican become a socialist. That's a whole different podcast. But that's a payoff, man. They're trying to pay you off to keep you from setting it off. Because every time I look on the news, you know what I'm seeing? Medical supplies are low. Capacity to take in the sick is low. Money is low. Food surpluses are low. Food distribution is low. Everything is not what it seemed. I'm not telling this to make you panic. I'm telling this to you so you understand where you are in the world right now. And so you counter Corona by fighting Corona and you fight Corona by keeping yourself clean, obviously. But you have to fight on a physical level, on a mental level, on a spiritual level and on a financial level. So what do I mean? So on a physical level, I am fighting Corona by intermittent fasting. That means that normally the window that people use when they intermittent fast is they only eat between 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. Three meals. Outside of that window, you drink water, tea, or coffee with no sugar. If you look online, you see people posting those memes right on IG. Look, yo, I already ate all my snacks. How do you make sure that you ration your food? By intermittent fasting. How do you improve your immune system? By intermittent fasting. Come on, man. What you think you're going to do? You're going to hang out for two weeks and just eat all the hot Cheetos, eat all the cup of noodles up because you're laying around watching TV? That's not even real food, first of all. You're going to run out of that really fast and you're going to eat through it really quick because it's not nutritious. All that soda and pineapple soda and Coke and cookies, bro, that's not even real food. You ain't on no vacation. This is a pandemic. So... The reason you intermittent fast is to save the food and save your mind and prepare your body for the reality that in a month or two, you may only be eating one meal a day. Not because you want to, but because that's what it is. I see a lot of people promoting the vegan lifestyle in the middle of this coronavirus. More plant-based. Absolutely. But guess what? You might have to eat some beef. You might have to eat some chicken. You might have to eat some turkey. Okay? So to those that are plant-based, don't be trying to guilt trip people in the middle of this pandemic about what they eat. Don't guilt trip them. Promote the nutritious stuff. So I'm not hating on soda. I'm just trying to tell you that's no good for your body in the middle of a pandemic. I'm not hating on eating meat. I'm just telling you, if you can avoid meat, avoid it. But if you got to have a little beef, if you got to have a little turkey or chicken to get through, then eat what you got to eat to get through. 
but intermittent fast. I've shortened my window. My window right now is from 2 p.m. to like 4 p.m. or 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Because I'm trying to make my mind ready. I'm trying to get my body used to not eating as much. Now, how do you prepare yourself spiritually? First of all, I've been working out every day for about a half hour on strength training and 15 minutes cardio. If this is a respiratory disease, you need stronger lungs. You need to work out for 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day, working your lungs out, not breaking yourself in half. Go for a run. Jog for 15 minutes. Skip rope. Ride the, uh, the bike that you got. Okay? Pedal. Make those lungs move. If you got an exercise bike at home, fine. Okay? Get that in. You may have to run. You may have to hop a fence. Someone may try and jack you because they're desperate. These are desperate times. Spiritually, get into your meditation. Get into your yoga. You got more time. You counter corona by using this time to fight all of the negativity. Use binaural beats. If you Christian... What does Acts 7.48 say? Hmm? It says that the Lord does not dwell in houses built by hands. That's what it says in the Bible. For more than half my life, I didn't understand that. In my new book, I explain how I understood, how I came to the new understanding of that verse. But what that verse means is that the entire Earth is God's house. You are never not in God's house. You're in God's house right now. And you need to act accordingly. I'm not Christian. And you don't even need to be Christian to understand what it means. When you're in church, you conduct yourself a certain way. But the illusion is that you're out of church at some point. You ain't out of church. You're in church all day, every day. You was born in church. You're going to die in church. So if that's the case, you need to get in your Bible. If you're Muslim, you need to get in your Quran. If you're a Jew, you need to get into that Torah. If you're Hindu, you got to start jumping in the Bhagavad Gita. You know what I'm saying? The Vedas. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. If you're a Buddhist, jump into that Dhammapada. This is time to really start practicing the essence, the best essence of what you preach. People be like, yo, what religion are you, Deez? Yo, I'm Muslim. Okay, I'm a Sunni Muslim. But guess what? I don't care what religion you are. I don't care if you're no religion. I think the best thing you should do is the religion that makes you not want to kill me. That's the best religion for you. If your religion is telling you to kill people, if your religion is telling you to move people from the earth, if your philosophy is making you push against people who aren't like you, and not cultivating compassion and love, then your religion sucks. My religion doesn't suck. My religion is rooted in compassion. I got love for everybody. I don't care what you heard. I don't care what you think you know about Islam. I don't care what you think you know about me. I'm here to be nonviolent. I'm here to foster peace.
So jump into whatever spiritual practice is going to make you be more authentic. Jump into whatever is going to keep you peaceful. Jump into whatever is going to improve you. Uh, so me and one of my friends, what we're doing right now is we're listening to, we're using YouTube, right? If you can't go to church, if you can't go to synagogue, if you can't go meditate, if you can't go do your yogic practice, right? You can go on YouTube and find somebody that inspires you. Me and my boy, we are going through Purification of the Heart by Hamza Yusuf. Purification of the Heart. And it's an amazing book. You can get it on Amazon. Um, just to give you an idea of how good this book is, um, it's by Hamza Yusuf and uh, Tarek Azim, the guy that runs uh, Empowered. It's like this training facility in San Francisco that's world-renowned. The 49ers train there, top MMA and jiu-jitsu guys, all kinds of uh, athletes train there. When Tarek is mentoring people, he makes them read this book. He makes them read Purification of the Heart. Great book. It's amazing. It talks about the spiritual diseases of the heart. What do you do? How do you, how do you know? Do you carry greed? Do you carry uh, 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 anger? Do you carry uh, heedlessness in your heart? This is what the book goes through. Anyway, the whole thing is on YouTube. And so use YouTube to enrich yourself, just like you watch all the street fights, just why you watch the old lady fall down the stairs, just how you watch, you know what I'm saying, a bunch of silliness. You can be using YouTube to improve who you are spiritually and mentally. Okay, so right now what I'm working on, what I'm going to share with you is the COVID-19 comeback. Let's not use this moment. Let's not use this moment to blow it. Okay, jump on edx.edu. Take a class. I'm taking a class right now on digital writing for tech because I've already done it. But I'm about to re-up on my skills Go to Khan Academy, go to YouTube, study what you want, get a book off the shelf, any topic, read for an hour a day. And I'm suggesting a book, not even a Kindle, read for an hour a day. I already told you about intermittent fasting, get on it. Now, finally, get black seed oil, colostrum, look into antiviral foods like elderberry, green tea, garlic, uh, olive leaves, look into antiviral foods. Don't let them tell you that natural stuff don't work. Use everything. Use everything until we know what's going on. Look up antibacterial foods. Eat those as well. Finally, shout out to Dream Brand. I got a new gi as soon as this thing is over. I'm putting on this new gi that I got from Dream Brand. J-R-E-A-M, brand. Dream, like cream with a J. Prideclothing.co, all right? At Guard What's Yours, at Moro's Merch, M-O-R-O-S, Merch, at Guard What's Yours. Yo, follow, build yourself, use, you counter corona by rebuilding yourself, write your book, do your workouts, meditate so that when we get the all clear to come back out, you are smarter, stronger, more fit, ready for right now. This is our time, humanity. This is our time. This is our time, America. This is your time as an individual to be the best human being you can be. Because everybody ain't got the same time. You see what's going on. Trust yourself. Be kind, be safe, one love.
Bishop Chronicles, Farside TV, Sidelife Radio. We out here. Stay strong. Teacher, what star is that? Bishop Chronicles. You must learn.